Hello, family, friends, fans, and fellow adventurers, and welcome back to Practical Heroes with our new campaign, Immortals, set in the entirely homebrew world of Eroth. Last episode, our adventurers helped to clean up the town of Dragon's End in an attempt to help restore some semblance of normality. Whilst the cleaning up was going on, Jury was regaling many of the townsfolk with his tales from his travels. After each of our adventurers had tended to their own matters, everyone began to gather in the centre of town, ready for the wake, as requested by the party. When we left off, they were approaching the small ceremony, and Lord Darkseeker had made his way up into a small stage ready to speak. And he says, My friends, my family, your sacrifices were not in vain. These vagrants who attacked our humble town have not escaped unmarked. Yes, they have taken some of our resources. Yes, many lost their lives. But thanks to the efforts of our noble Dragon's Guard, this damage was limited. And there's like a soft cheer and applause from the crowd. Many were torn from their homes and ripped from this world prematurely. But this deed will not go unpunished. We were fortunate that the brave adventurers who risked their lives to save Tank mere days earlier had remained within our town and were willing to put themselves on the line to save us all once more. Through their quick thinking, the Dragon's Blood Inn became a fortified refuge inside which the Dragon's Guard and many of you were able to successfully defend yourselves. Through their toil, they sealed off the mines and they brought the fight to the enemy within, interrogating their leader and passing invaluable information to us. As such, I would like to honor these heroes and invite them to stand beside me. And I do believe they also have something prepared. And all of you gain plus one to your honor. Ooh. For saving the town of Dragon's End. Of, yes, Dragon's End. Nearly called it Dragon's Bridge because I've been playing way too much Skyrim recently. <laughs> um, <laughs> for saving the town of Dragon's End and saving a significant portion of the town who would very realistically have died. Yuri was a plus two natural to his honor at first, right? I don't remember. I can't remember. Um, where I it down there. Yuri's starting honor was a 10, so it would okay. now go up to 11. Okay, 11. Thank you. Ooh, all the way up to 11. <laughs> Still no modifier. That's okay. I was going to say the second Lord Darkseeker says I invite them to stand up, Yuri's right next to him. Like Clippity cloppity. <laughs> yep. Clippity cloppity. I'm stealing your property. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, everybody? <laughs> like the second I get up beside him, I like pat him on the back. <laughs> you go, as <laughs> you do it way too enthusiastically. Oh, totally absolutely. Like I, I, I almost want to like do it hard enough for the entire townspeople gasp. Like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> there's like a sonic boom as his spine snaps. <laughs> I loom over the other shoulder. Nice. This is my leash. I'm here to be at your side during these troubling times. Uh, 
appreciated. Landon, kind of friend. moves to the other side, putting <laughs> Yuri in between <laughs> you and him. <laughs> Fair. I just and smiles very weakly at <laughs> Yuri. <laughs> like a really pained smile of... <laughs> and just gestures for you guys to take the lead. Yeah, Merida would have been uh, hot on the heels of Yuri. <laughs> yeah, the, the town has gone silent. All you can hear is just, just the crackling uh... of the torches and the funeral pyre. They're very um, quiet. The dragon's guard, there. as you all, as kind of the final one gets onto the stage, the dragon's guard will take a knee before you for a second, bow their heads, and stand back up again as just kind of a display of honor for saving the town. <laughs> Yuri looks a little uncomfortable from them bowing to him. <clears throat> and they're, they're all just kind of looking at you expectantly now. And, uh, oh, that's gone to Seth's head. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yuri's gonna go ahead and step up. Uh, before I start speaking, I would like to use Thaumaturgy on the funeral pyre. Okay. And I would just like to make the flames just flicker and, like, bright, like, more intensely, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, not in a spooky way, just no, they, more. <laughs> they, they brighten and it casts mm -hmm. more of a glow across the town. Yeah. And it is ominous but in a more beautiful way the silhouette of this large dragon skeleton is now slowly being lit up behind you more than it was before oh just and a then soft glow will, around it so as that brightens then i will make like a angelic ish <laughs> sound appear like start happening <laughs> Not yet. That is the sound of angels one, to Yuri. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's kind of angelic-ish. Not yeah. like too angelic-ish, you know what I mean. And, uh, <clears throat> well, now that we got the little sadness out of the way, I, I have a few words and then I'll pass it to any of my compatriots here as well. You know where I'm from, we have a few sayings. We like to think that death is not finite, it is not final, but instead it's just another party. It's the after party that people get into, that we all want to get into. So think of death not as the opposite of life, but a part of it. You know, it is knowing that death is coming is what makes life worth living. So yes, be sad for those you've lost but also rejoice in the moments they've had in your life and the impact they had on you. And the other thing we like to say is, we say something like, entangled like vines, as I said to Lord Darkseeker the other, just a few hours before. And where I'm from, which is Wildthorn, what that means is, you need to always tell your friends and your loved ones that in their death, a part of you dies and goes with them. For wherever they go, you go also. They will not be alone. So I say to all of you, I am entangled like vines with you. And I hope you feel entangled like vines with me. And then I just kind of nod my head and step back. There's like a slight murmur and a small 
kind of appreciative clap from the crowd. Seth uh, steps forward. Lords and ladies and friendly folk of Dragon's End, I've come to know many of you in the passing days since I arrived here. I've grown to love the passing of your faces in the market, come to adore the hearing of your tales and songs in the inn when the work is done. I have even learned a few of your dreams, and I kind of wink at uh, the clientele that I've had that are in the crowd. You see them get a bit embarrassed. Uh, so it is not unbecoming of me to say that my heart is broken, knowing that I will never again experience some of them. Today was meant to be a great celebration, a reprieve from the terrible moments we endure. There was no way of knowing we were set to endure a travesty at the hands of a fanatical faction with no respect for the sacred tradition of revelry. There were many that fell in the attack today, soldiers and civilians alike. I ask you now to raise your glasses along with their names as we begin the process of interring them for their final rest. Everyone kind of raises glasses, mugs, flasks, whatever they're holding in the crowd. The second you said the sanctity of revelry, Yuri's hands up with the, with the <laughs> ale. Uh, and I raise my glass and say, uh, say Saran's name. You hear just this murmur from the crowd as they're all saying a variety of different names all at the same time. I feel not lightly responsible for a part of the bloodshed this day. I had meant to see the fight to its finish and abandon the front in favor of another angle. This is my sin to bear, and rest assured, I will ensure that their goodbye will be met with roaring and righteous. And as I get into the heated part, my skin starts to gray a little. My eye, the pupil of my eyes widens, and then I catch myself. A man may drink and not be drunk. A man may fight and not be slain. A man may court a pretty girl and still be welcomed home someday. But since it has so ordered been a time to rise, and a time to fall, then fill to me the parting glass. Good night and joy be to you all. About halfway through, you you hadn't realized until you were getting towards the end of it, but about halfway through, voices in the crowd had started to pick up as they were humming, some of them might have known the words, some of them start kind of singing along and just kind of carrying this tune back to you, essentially. I, as I finish that... Still with glasses in the air. As I finish that, I step back. And as you do, uh, Lord Darkseeker steps forward again and says, And if they will, pardon my intrusion. I would say, with your glasses all raised, your tankards, your flagons, and what have you, we will drink to their memories and they will not be forgotten. And everyone just, yeah. 
there's this murmur of just and everyone kind of simultaneously almost as good as they can in a big crowd of a full town drinks at the same time again as well as they can he steps back and kind of gestures to you guys for if anyone else had anything they would like to do uh, yep. yeah uh I should go last if anybody else is doing a thing. Just <laughs> Merida just busting out tasty drums. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, you good? You guys all good? You got anything you wanna add? No. All right. So uh, Mary's gonna look over at the bards because there were other bards. Yeah. I say other bards. She's not a bard. But right yeah, now she were, has a there drum. Were bards <laughs> from the tavern. All Yuri was gonna say is, "All right, let's get some music going now." <laughs> yeah. Well, she'll just show. show. All, right, all right, guys, you ready? Okay. And then count them off with her drum, and then just start <laughs> uh, going to town. And actually, I got I rolled a nineteen plus one for performance, and I'm proficient in my drums, so it would be a total of twenty-three. Damn. To rock out. Wow. Yeah. Bards. <laughs> Mary is just absolutely slaying that drum it's it's pretty yeah, good it starts off with like this impassioned solo and the bards are a bit kind of taken aback <laughs> and then fades into a tune that you'd heard from the tavern before and they ah, ah, and straight into it and everyone in the town kind of releases this collective held breath <laughs> and just gets to talking and doing what you do during celebrations of pretty much any nature. <laughs> I, uh, I was gonna step to the loudner and go, we have mourned enough. It is time to revel. <laughs> and with that going on, Yuri's gonna pull out his loot and just start slashing <laughs> some sick beat. Let's see. Please Make a performance ahead. check. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, actually, no, that's okay. So I'm proficient with my loot. So that's my normal performance modifier. Then I add my proficiency on top. So that's a 12, thankfully. Okay. <laughs> See, if it was, I was expecting a nat one, in which case no, it I would be he's just shredding a solo to a totally different yeah. song. <laughs> <laughs> which, I mean, you're, that's the punk rock thing to do, is totally yeah. shred to something else. Blasting, like, yeah. the tornado of souls solo over the top of Enter Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 12 We make total. it work. Yeah. Um, yeah, his, you, you kind of join in. You're adding a bit of your wild thorn punk flair to it. Um, there are a few kind of raised eyebrows, but people are enjoying it. They're, they're kind of getting down to it, you know. There's a bit of a... Bit of, bit of getting down and jiggy. Here he starts singing something <laughs> about wearing that. purple. Ah, yeah, there yeah. See, I was thinking through the roof and on the ground myself. <laughs> uh, while I am performing, I do want to use thaumaturgy like on the flames to like change them between three different colors, like make it just like a strobing. Light. Yeah, like between red, green, and blue, just like those basic cool. colors, just like to go and strobe between them. Yep. Are they are they, are they str like flash strobing or just like slowly? Um. Not quite. Being half the crowd a seizure. <laughs> no, like just not quite seizure strobes. <laughs> you know, like a lot. It's sort of like a slow fade with maybe yeah. a couple fast ones here. And Are there. they going to the beat of the music, like tied in? 
they're going to how Yuri's playing, so <laughs> that doesn't mean he know, can keep the beat with them. It's like playing guitar well, here, right? <laughs> well, with, with exactly. Each string is a different color. Exactly. <laughs> He's got a three-stringed lute. Yep. In fact, no, I, I like that. That's canon. He has a three-string loop. <laughs> Four strings if he's on hard mode. <laughs> I can only do three colors at a time, okay? So only three strings. <laughs> so, Ethan, and um... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, you're good. No, no. I was going to say, so Ethan, um, basically just feeling really out of place, moves over towards uh, Lord, Darkse Lord Darkseeker and uh, kind of just apologizes, saying, um... I, uh, I just want to apologize. Uh, I'm a little out of my normal here. It's my first, actually it is my first ceremony. But um, if you don't mind me asking, can you take a look at this mask and see if you can uh, read Abyssal? He looks very surprised. I don't actually read Abyssal myself. Uh, Axel could potentially attempt to discern whatever you're attempting to look at if that is something you would desire. Uh, do, do none of your friends read it, I presume? I didn't really ask them. They're kind of doing their own thing right now. I don't want <laughs> to, you know, intrude Very on well. their I can, party. I can send word to Axel if you would like. Yes, I would love that. Thank you. He pulls this kind of small feather from a uh, the inside pocket of his long robes kind of whispers to it and throws it into the air and as it does there's a small flash as it into a little bird that and flies back towards the keep he'll uh, be with us shortly thank when you your highness oh my liege thank you while he he's rocking out he's gonna be like bumping into lord darkseeker <laughs> trying to get him to like join in like hardcore he <laughs> awkwardly sidesteps and makes his way off the platform. <laughs> he does have his limits. All right, we found it. Good job. Yeah, Lord Darkseek <laughs> is not really the moshing type. Not mosh, like, just to, like, make him enjoy the party. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's enjoying. He's kind of smiling and going round, but he's keeping that sense of decorum uh, where he see, kind of... He's got, Yuri's going to make him break that decorum at yeah. some point. You, you, you do get goal. the sense. <laughs> you, you get the sense if he could... He okay. would be kind of joining in, but he is smiling, he's walking around, he's talking to the people. Okay. Um, I won't even make a check for it, like, you do get this sense of just... He has to hold himself to a certain thing, and he doesn't want the townspeople to maybe look on him negatively for celebrating when a leader could and should be offering their condolences to the whole town, because that is the thing to do. Yes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's it kind of gets underway. You can see, uh, are, you, are you all kind of staying on this platform? I presume Merry and Yuri are for at oh, least yeah. a while while they're playing. I, yeah. I like the idea that like Yuri comes over to you. You know, it would look really cool if you stood on top of the drum while you played it. Just an idea, total idea. And then he goes back to like just strumming. <laughs> it's possibly just about big enough. You're, yeah, I'll give it a try. <laughs> Irish step dancing on a drum. <laughs> yeah, uh, me. Uh, acrobatics check. <laughs> Can I help by blocking the drum so it doesn't roll? 
Uh, oh yeah, you, you could hold it between your feet. Sure. Kind of step back and then sure. do your drum, and then I'll be. I'll, uh, I won't give advantage, but I'll make it a bit easier. <laughs> okay. That works. All right, so I got a uh, 15 plus three, so an 18 acrobatics. Yeah, she is full on river dance on the drum. <laughs> kind of a la the hobbits when they <laughs> dance on the table in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're kind of slapping their feet on the tables to the beat. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite impressive to see. And Yuri, you're just fur- like you've got it locked furiously <laughs> between your legs yeah. kind of thing. Just like you're holding it between your feet. <laughs> please someone draw that <laughs> please have could i do a is gunark back by chance yeah I at this okay. point gunark's been on okay. the stage with you he was right. you just didn't really notice him oh yeah that's right you um, talked to, you talked so to firmly forced up inside lord dark seeker's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's right then <laughs> but now that lord dark seeker has retreated gunark is back <laughs> Nice. Very true. I forgot you um, totally did the creepy voice to him. <laughs> and uh, those of you who are on the platform still would kind of be able to see just kind of above the crowd. You can see uh, Tink and Tank are just kind of sat over by the side by basically the alcohol table. There's like a makeshift bars being set up by the guys from the tavern. And they're just kind of sat there talking to people as they come up. T- uh, Tink is wearing just this ridiculous outfit. Kind of big old floppy hat with a feather, really bright kind of jerkin suit thing. Just looks absolutely ridiculous, whereas Tank is just in more kind of smart casual. (laughs) And clearly trying to make himself look as 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 less like Tink's twin as possible <laughs> at this particular moment in time. Um, Fiona and Wrecking Ball are sat next to them and they do seem to be... Tank is talking to the two of them. They seem to be deeply engrossed in maybe trading stories or something from what you can tell. Um, is there anything else anyone would kind of like to do during this? Or I can fast forward. I would like to <laughs> hop down from the platform in the most flourishy of manners. Oh yeah, you just slowly drift down. <laughs> Cloak, bill- robes billowing around, yeah. and I hop, and I uh, turn to the people around me and go, now nah, who would like to buy me a drink? <laughs> <laughs> a few of them kind of take you over to the bar. Um, some out of respect, some from uh, previous business. And I... Uh, <laughs> I join in the revel as well as, uh, you know, mm-hmm. conduct my business a bit. Okay. Um, do you all kind of stay separate or at any point do you kind of regroup, regroup as a party or anything like that? I don't think we do. I know Yuri's going to be partying into the night and probably regroup in the morning himself. I'm going to be okay. probably, uh, I'll do like the the classic uh, acquaintance showing up at a party where like <laughs> I'll walk around so that a bunch of people see that I was there and then I'm gonna just kind of like at some opportune moment when Yuri's going especially hard at a solo and everyone's watching I'll just kind of like slip away and go and find my my space and I'm gonna spend most of the night uh, stargazing so Aww. 
You're, Isn't it though? Do you do like that whole, you have the same cup the entire party? No, I'm good, bro. Yeah. I'm good. Like, <laughs> exactly. I'm good. What's up? What's up? Yeah. You do a little nod here and there. Yeah, don't worry about me. Don't. Oh, you look like you're having a great time. Oh, I'll dance with you later. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, at uh, one point as well, Yuri, some of the uh, the, the more rowdy of the, the teenagers uh-huh. indulge you in teaching you one of their favorite games during celebrations, which Ooh. is essentially, they, they just... When when they don't think anyone's looking, they uh, they'll slip a little copper coin into that person's drink, and if you have a coin in your drink, you have, if you have to down it, basically. <laughs> so you see, there are these these teenagers are walking around with their hands like on top of their drinks, making sure that the minute they look away, someone doesn't slip something in their drink. And it's like oh, it's great fun. When no one's looking, you just slip a coin in their drink. Sweet. And they got to drink it all. Sweet. <laughs> and then I they have do. the coin, and they can do it. So is it only one coin that gets tossed around? You, you get the sense there's a few kind of going okay, around at any one sweet. time. Uh, I would Yuri like... just amasses all the coins and tosses them into the audience. No, well, I was going to say Yuri <laughs> would like to like work his way, still still totally strumming, just yeah. rocking out into the crowd. I would like to use Thaumaturgy to make a loud, like, not a scary boom, like fire, not fireworks sound, mm-hmm. something that goes with the party that wouldn't scare everybody, but kind of distract them for a second. Like crackling on the funeral. Yeah, fire. like I would like to brighten the fire. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll brighten the fire, turn it purple, and make a really <laughs> loud, like crackling sound. And okay. then Ev- everyone looks. That's yeah. and then pretty I would like to try <laughs> look as worthy. many coins in, in people's drinks as possible. Okay, Buddy. make a slight hand check. Yeah, I think. If you dumps fifteen gold worth of <laughs> copper coins. Yes. <laughs> You don't realize you really likes mm-hmm. the party, my friends. <laughs> That's a 14. Yeah. Well, considering what I rolled, you managed to get like a quarter of the crowd. <laughs> yes. And they, uh, yeah. like, you're sprinting. <laughs> yeah. um, Fleeg's helping out a little bit as well. There's just that, this bat yeah. swooping in and out of people <laughs> dropping <Perfect>. coins. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, just blanket bombing with coins. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, and then after I do that, I'll get back up on stage, mm-hmm. and then what Yuri will do before he takes off at whatever point that is, is he'll use those same three effects to the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also, if there's a, in front of me on the stage, if there's a, like, five feet free to where no one will get hurt, I would like to use, like, a sacred flame right in front of me, and while it's going on, I'm gonna disappear. Like that's the finale of the show. Like, thank yeah. you, dragons, and you've been great. Good night. Yeah. Before, uh, before doable. Before that happens, um, that would definitely happen at some point. Uh, so after Mary does her uh, her drum thing with Yuri, she's literally spending the rest of the party trying to get the group back together. So she'll run over to one of them, and be like, "All right, cool. <laughs> All right, this way. They're, they're just over here." And then she'll turn to go to that person. Be, oh, where'd they yeah. go? I. And just like the whole time, just trying to re-wrangle, just ever hopeful that she'll get the group back together. And you're just going to sleep is what he's trying to do now at that point. So Gunnar's just yeah. been gone for an hour. Mary's like, where did he go? Yeah. I have entirely like so, retired it, it, with a client. <laughs> and Ethan basically try to make his way out of the crowd because it's just completely out of his out of his element he doesn't want to be a part of it it's too noticeable gets a hand snatched by mary and dragged back <laughs> so really this whole scene ends with like sad mary in the middle of this crowd of strangers where did my friend oh. go? can't find anybody um 
I don't, I don't uh, spend the night. So I do like come back out into the main area. Yeah. But So kind of towards the end of it, as it's getting around 12 p.m., one in the morning, and you do eventually, Mary, manage to, you, you notice Ethan's trying to leave. Gunnark's found a great place off to the side to just be by himself. So you kind of push Ethan over there and you go, stay. And you grab Yuri as he's running off to bed. And you drag him over to the others, and then Seth's like, oh, hey, we're all doing this, all right, <laughs> as he's, like, leaving the tavern. I come out counting some <laughs> and coins and, and just, joins uh-huh. you guys. <laughs> oh, you just see Mary running with, like, two of them, you're like, oh, we're all going over here, sweet. <laughs> it's the intimate um, party I wanted. <laughs> and roughly around this point, you see the, um, the kid, or the kind of teenager, that you'd seen... Oh after exiting the mines. He comes over, seeing Merry, starts walking kind of towards you guys. He's still kind of rubbing at his hand. And as he gets closer, you can see now there's a very, very crude version of, but he does have now like basically a temporary placeholder, but a, a kind of crude arcano mechanical hand to replace the one that was missing. This one isn't like, full arcane mechanical hand it's it's more like it was just it's a hand that they have given him because you get the sense they don't have a super good or maybe not particularly experienced arcanomancer to mm-hmm. do the prosthetics maybe they have one but he's just not good at prosthetics everyone has their specialities <laughs> but it'll hold for now it's usable and he just makes his way over and uh, Thank you for what you managed to do in saving as many of us as possible. You can see, like, the the fingers, he's just slowly flexing this mechanical yeah. hand constantly. How, how you how you holding up there, buddy? How's your, how's your ma? She's, uh, she, she stayed at home. Um, I managed to get her to sleep. Uh, you used one of the spells. My... My brother taught me. <laughs> he managed to teach me a few. Um, hand still hurts a bit. Is uh, it just healing it, up still, or the, the the stump's really itchy? Oh well, hey, uh, hey, just horrible. Well, hang on. But uh... let me let me let me see that. <laughs> and he kind of holds it out. All right, she'll. Uh... Ooh, ten points of cure wounds. You see him relax a little bit. Thank you. So, uh, uh, how, how much did you see or know of the, these people who attacked us? Uh, very little. Uh, we, I mean, we saw them when we were slaying them, you know, but, uh, <laughs> we didn't really, uh, they were, at least to me, there was something foreign uh, something fully different than I'd ever seen before. I've, you know, I've traveled a couple of continents on, in this world, and I'm not familiar with them at all. Have you Have you ever seen uh, anybody like them around town before? Well, not around town. I've seen the the symbol before, but never. The robes and the what's, mask. What's the symbol they, they were? Uh, the symbol that you all saw, the Harbingers of Retribution. Oh, yeah. Um, 
one of those three factions that is very, very present around the world. Out of game, the symbol's not the outstretched palm that was on the... No. Okay. It's like the insignia that represents the Harbingers of Retribution. It's okay, a lightning gotcha. bolt okay. through a Parthenon-style so temple. different. Yes. Is it? Okay, sweet. Which Yuri still hasn't mentioned that to any of you guys yeah. yet, that he has that. Just so. um, but e- each of the three factions kind of has their own like insignia, um, and the Harbingers one is the lightning bolt through the cracked Parthenon to kind of represent bringing down righteous fury on the gods. Well, uh, <laughs> he leans in a little bit and says... Um, gotta lean in a lot a bit. I'm way down here. Lord, Lord Darkseeker said you interrogated their leader. Boy, you are a resourceful young man. Boy, he he made the whole speech to the whole crowd about (laughs) you interrogating the leader and getting some invaluable information. I like to think it was forceful questioning. You know, boy, you are not thinking of seeking revenge, are you? Well, I mean, yes, but well, you can't. I don't think he was the leader. Oh, where? I I think it was the one who did this, and he kind of lifts up the mechanical hand. The yeah, the, the one I'd mentioned. Yeah, that guy sounded serious. The really big one, uh, and he was seemingly unstoppable. He had some sort of magic and a big weapon, and yeah, that's the one. <laughs> He, kind of, he does, like, chuckle nervously. I definitely wouldn't go after him myself. You've seen what he did to me. He was toying with me and my brother, really. Well, um, well where else have you seen the symbol? You said you hadn't seen the people, but you'd seen the symbol before. Well, ev- everyone knows well, okay, the, so it's just not the like symbol a... of the... Yeah, like, it's, it's kind of like a pretty much yeah. everywhere you go, most people would know these symbols. Okay. How... How old is he again, or appearance-wise? He he looks to be kind of anywhere between about 15 and maybe possible pushing early 20s. Okay. Possibly. Elves. Like, there's no beard, but you kind of get the sense it's from the elven parent. <laughs> okay. He has, like, the half-elf appearance. Okay. Um, so it's like there's a slight shadow of a beard, almost. Yuri's kind of standoffish to him. Yeah. Ethan, uh, um, go ahead. Ethan pulls out the secondary mask with all the engravings on it kind of like crouches down shows the kid the gentleman that you saw did he wear something like this uh sort of he had more of a helmet and the 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 visor did obscure his features though it was a mask i suppose but it was black all all black with red almost like on this mask kind of the red from the eyes but he also the, the helmet had just these like a jagged crown of spikes almost at the very least we have a hierarchy of sorts yeah i th- I, th- I think he might have been their actual leader or one of the two leaders maybe you did kill their leader and this was just another leader when you came face to face with him did he say anything in particular he anything out of the ordinary well i mean we we were 
we were engaged in combat for quite a while. We didn't realize until it was too late that he was just toying with us. And he shattered my sword and broke the fingers of my sword hand with a fist. I mean, how, how could you punch through a sword? And, and then if Sutar hadn't jumped in front of the sword, I would have died and with that single swing he took my hand and Sutar's life and I, I I tried to grab the dagger I can't fight with my left the dagger bent against the magic protecting him this it's it, the spell kind of knocked me off my feet and as I fell he he came to finish me off and that's when someone wearing a, a, a plain mask I suppose came running towards him and said something about something they were looking for not being here mm-hmm. and that was what that was the only time i heard this man in black speak and he, he said something about the next step something about through pass something about being short on time and he kicked me in the head and i lost consciousness and that's the last thing I remember and he starts flexing the fingers of the hand uncomfortably again. Sorry uh, to bring back such painful you, memories. Thank you, you've been very helpful. you to get revenge for us then I'll remember what I can. I uh with a flourish pull out the trident and hand it to him. He's holding it kind of very uncomfortably. <laughs> What's this? A weapon to replace the one you lost. I suggest you join the Dragon's Guard. Train. Thank you. First. Uh, well, yes. If you want the revenge against him, do it by living. No, of course. Um, we, we have someone coming from Mordovac within the week to fix me a proper hand. Um, compliments of Lord Darkseeker, actually, which is... Oh, terrifying that he came and addressed me personally. But apparently I did something good by nearly killing myself trying to stop people from entering the mines and got rewarded with a hand. So I guess I can't complain. <laughs> and again, he does that kind of nervous chuckle and he's like, he scratches at the forearm where the stump is. Out of game. So it was him and his brother, the two dragons guard at the entrance of the mine when we ran in there? They weren't Dragon's Guard. Oh, okay. They are. They weren't at the end. Oh, so there right, were two right, Dragon's right, Guard. Right. And then there was people kind of pushing and shoving to get into the mines. Gotcha. Okay. And around them, there was part of that group, or just even part of the groups that you weren't engaged oh, with, okay. were still ransacking the town in the background. Gotcha. And what he told you last session. <laughs> um, he has small memory. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to remember sometimes what happened last session, because no a lot happened last okay. session. Okay. Um, I was just curious. I got curious. Yeah, last session he told you there were people kind of attacking okay. the crowd okay. and pulling people out of their homes. Mm-hmm. So he and his brother okay. tried to help the dragons. Go. Gotcha. Okay. And as this conversation is kind of finishing off, you hear kind of hurried footsteps coming over. Ah! Uh, hello! Found you! Huh. There you are. Uh, someone needed my aid. And you see Axiel stood there. His his hair's kind of now like flopped down, mm. plastered against his face almost. He's like sweating heavily. He's obviously been doing something very intense and has like 
now sprinted across the town to get to you guys because he was told someone needed help by Lord Darkseeker. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, how can I be of service? And he gets like a small rag out of his pocket and starts dabbing his face and neck. <laughs> what race is Axial? I'm sure you already told us, and I'm sorry that uh, I'm asking he again. He is human. <laughs> okay, sweet. Yeah. So, um, Axial, um... As far as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> so, Axial, um, I did ask for you um, because I was told by Lord Darkseeker that you may know Abyssal. Uh, well, I, I don't, but I could certainly take some time and uh, use some magic to interpret it if that is what is needed. Anything's worth a try. And then at that moment, Ethan pulls out the... Uh, he pulls out the mask and then uh, shows Axial the engravings on the end portions of the mask right on the forehead. Interesting. And he kind of half snatches it <laughs> out of your hand. It's like a respectful, oh, thank you. I'll take that. But also like, oh, something interesting. Give me. <laughs> and immediately the minute it's in his hands, he plops himself down on the floor, cross-legged, and takes a fair amount of time setting out all of these materials he starts pulling out kind of these bags and gets like a pinch of what looks to be soot and some salt and starts like sprinkling it around the mask in like an outline he sets up some kind of ritual wax candles he kind of holds his hand over the mask and is just sat there muttering for a long time <laughs> like you guys are just kind of watching just like yeah. well, as soon uh... as he sits down mary's like right beside him like you can see, like, the you the that? book he has open. No, I'll He's be quiet. pulled out a book that you haven't seen before that Gunnar kind of saw in one of the holsters. Mm -hmm. It's flipped open to a specific page. You can see written in common is comprehend all languages and then just masses of arcane runes all over the page really messily. And he kind of finishes this makeshift ritual from the looks of it and then grabs the mask and... <clears throat> Pulls his glasses out, flicks open the, the arms with like a flick of his wrist, slides them on the bridge of his nose. Uh, so... This seems to say... From below... Seven darkest rise. And hands it back to you. And starts... He like licks his fingers and starts putting out all the candles. And then it starts gathering up the materials uh, again. Axiom, uh, my friend. Uh, yes. Is the uh, it doesn't matter if he's here actually or not. Uh, <laughs> one more uh, since we're here, I might as well. Uh, and Yuri's gonna pull out the medallion thing and uh, ask him, Does this mean anything to you? He kind of had the glasses half off and slides them back on and flicks the lenses down. Interesting, may I? And he holds a hand out, yes, I hand Thank it to him. Because this one wasn't being offered as the mask was. He doesn't just snatch it. Um, he looks it over. I'm afraid I've never seen anything like this. Even the metal itself is quite extraordinary. Is there magic attached to it or anything? Good or evil? I just, you know, it's been in my pocket for, for a while. I just want to know what I'm carrying. You see him wave a hand over it and mutter a few words. Well, I'm certainly detecting the presence of strong good, but it also seems to be interlaced with some form of evil. It's quite interesting. 
as he's just turning it over in his hands. The, the, the metal itself as well is... Must be something magical in nature. It's quite fascinating, really. It doesn't seem to be entirely man-made metal, from what I can tell, but beyond that, I couldn't quite tell you, I'm afraid. Thank you. I, I appreciate your help. Oh, of course. Is that, is, is that all? Uh, for me, it is. I don't know about my companions here. I hand him the uh, ceremonial dagger that we got from the wishing pool mm-hmm. and uh, ask if he can translate it. He kind of, he takes it as by the handle and the blade. Oh, that's blood and shakes it off kind of because it's it's dried and like stained on, but he's still going, oh. well, oh. I have certainly Sorry, cleaned what, what it. The question? There's no way. It, it's cleaned, but it's like stained. Oh, gotcha. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there seems to be an ex- inscription in uh, what I would assume to be Aquin, considering the folk that I retrieved this from. I was wondering if you could translate that for me as well. Interesting. Where did you find this? Uh, the wishing pool when we went to retrieve Tank. I oh, yeah. see from the wishing pool. Same as my well, rules. Certainly doesn't actually, Seth. I uh, I actually know what that says. Mm-hmm. This is true. He did, uh, or you managed to decrypt most of it, from what I remember, and also because you do speak primordial, so you do know Aquin. Right. It was in like an ancient so... Aquin that you couldn't quite fully translate, but I do believe you got most of it. So I basically, uh, I kind of like look over. Um, Axial's shoulder and I kind of read what I'm able to make mm-hmm. out and basically say it says here Seth from below our plane he rises from beyond our world he comes mm-hmm. seems yes. somewhat similar to the inscription on the mask I wonder if they have a very similar interesting and he's kind of Good staring at Interesting material on this, too. Not really seen much adamantine used in sacrificial weapons. Quite strange. Uh, Axiel, what is through pass? Is that... That is is that a uh, nearby town. Okay. About a day or two's travel from here. Arrived here from... Really? Or from through pass? Yes. Lovely, quaint little town. I'll look up uh, the information yes. you gave me so I can use it. Uh, it's a quaint little town. Uh, we, we, everyone named it Through Pass because you see all the main roads pass through it. <laughs> little joke, if you will. Can I do an insight check on Axiel just to see if maybe he's possibly worried about anything he's discovered from what we've shown <laughs> him? Six. So no, he's telling. He's totally not yeah. showing anything. Uh, you're just like you're joining in the enthusiasm for everything yeah. he's seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like he's getting hyped up, and it's hyping you up, and you're just like, yeah, yeah. stuff. I'm ready for Yuri's ready for round three of a party. Let's do this. Uh, after 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 party. I had taken up residence at the Three Turtle Tap Room. Oh, interesting. Lovely place, I hear. Oh, it is. They have taught me much. I can imagine. 
Or you don't want to? I, I currently have a vested interest in returning quickly, and I look uh, to the group due to some information we have recently learned. I see. Uh, uh. Well, uh, he, he kind of looks and says, I definitely wouldn't recommend leaving like this. Uh, you know, not, not everywhere out there is quite as cool as Dragon's End. And he, you can see he's staring quite pointedly at Seth in the very oh, thin. Yeah. Substantial. I mean, you came from Thrupas. You would know it's substantially colder out there. Yes. You would definitely require some cold weather gear, or you will freeze those tiny little nipples off. <laughs> Why don't we get some sleep, meet in the morning, get supplies, and then head out? If it's important to set and priority, I, I think that's the best course of action. I, 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 I would imagine, given what you've done for our town, if you needed cold weather gear in a pinch, we... I, I don't think I can speak for them, but I imagine we could quite possibly provide. Question. Yes. In getting here, this is uh, out of character. In getting here from through past, did I just like make myself a bear or something? Because I don't have cold weather gear. You would either have almost frozen to death or done something like that, maybe. It's more or, just the, like, is that how I did it? Or did or I just, like, get here and sell it? traveled in cold weather gear, got to the place, and just dumped it. Well, yeah, when we went to the, the wishing well, all of our stuff got junked on, so. Yeah. Yeah. A few of you got very wet. Well, that's okay. I, I'm from, you know, uh, Edgecrop. I can help these boys get uh, suited up appropriately acquired. Yeah, you're well, very, very used <laughs> to how cold it can get. <laughs> edge crop's not there's like there's no walls in edge crop it's just in the snow you're very used to how cold it can get <laughs> dropping through i like this i want to see your fashion taste yeah i agree i think uh that should be our next course of action i think I like, we should leave in the morning i like some furs i mean <laughs> it depends i am ethically sourced material sometimes <laughs> um but yeah no so axial um, is there anybody that you can direct us to, to get this winter clothing? Well, well there's... Uh, I, I do believe part of the general store burned yeah. down. Possibly. Um, but either he or the tailor might be able to provide. Um, I imagine, I would hope, not everything they have is kept within the store boundaries. That's probably poor business practice. You know, if someone breaks in, they just steal everything and then you have nothing. Oh, we should definitely go to the tailor. I should probably move my books. <laughs> like you see this thought, click. Like I need to move my books. <laughs> and he looks back at one of the towers that you can see rising Ooh. off the Dragonstone Keep. <laughs> well, again, thank you. I we appreciate everything that you've been doing we for us. We appreciate everything you've done for us. <laughs> if that's everything, I'll. Well, don't let us keep ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and you can Wait. see he's like, he's kind of uncomfortable. He's like, 
doesn't really do amazingly oh. well in social interest. <laughs> this is your cue. You You're yeah, free to fine. leave if you want to. Yes, no, uh, yeah. uh bite <laughs> into like yeah. a bird. It's <laughs> a cool trick. <laughs> yeah, we definitely. You, like, it's kind we of like you get here, the sense of just <laughs> nervous polymorphs and flies away because it would be too awkward to just walk at yeah. that point. So, definitely hitting up the tailor gotcha. so that it's everything is uh, fitted because then it's less bulky if it fits right. So, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's not like it's a massive metropolis, but it's a, it's a big town. They do have most things. They've got Fletchers if Merida needs arrows. They've got weapons store. Rather than it just being, oh, hey, we have a general store. It's like, general store, weapons store. There's not going to be masses in it. Yeah. But they <laughs> have stuff. <laughs> so sounds like... episode. <laughs> Sounds like we have basic plan. I think we should adjourn for tonight. My friends, uh, meet in the morning, get the game plan. I, myself, definitely need winter clothes. Uh, and probably see about our winnings for the gnome tossing. I'm just saying, even though half the town got massacred. Absolutely. To bet to bet. That's all I'm saying. The quicker we leave in the morning, the better. Try to be um, out before Yeah, we don't want to lose... I think Ideally. that's... We don't want to lose too too much tracking. Uh, sure. So we'll meet in the tavern bright and early, handle shopping, head out far before noon. Does that sound good with everybody? Works for me. Sounds good to me. Sweet. I, uh, I bow as I just head towards my room. Don't have too you much fun head tonight. Head back Seth. to the tavern. Rooms on the house. Um, Gunnark, me and you bunking together, buddy. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Remember, the easiest way to find all of our links is at practicalheroes.com. Please consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash practicalheroes to help us to continue to deliver awesome content and start to raise production quality. All money goes straight back into our shows. If you're hungry for more Practical Heroes D&D, why not check out our weekly livestream on Fridays at 9pm EST, Voldonia by Starlight, over on Twitch and YouTube. That's all for now, remember to share us with your friends, and we'll see you next time.